0: Tonight I would like you to take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 22 to 27. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 22 on to the end. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might be. That I might by all means win some or save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run, that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others I myself should be a castaway may the Lord bless reading of his word to our hearts as we send our thoughts on the subject verse 26 I therefore so run father father We give you thanks for saving us and calling us into your service. Lord, we ask your blessings upon each one and that each one may seek to win one. We learn from the example of the Apostle Paul. Father in heaven, we ask that you bless us as we run in this race, that we may realize that this race is not a sprint. That it's a marathon, Father and no God, we ask you to give us the grace and the strength that we may so fulfill our role here in life, and so that when we come to the end of our journey, we may hear welcome and well done. If there be one here who is not saved, may this one be saved. This mercies we ask of Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The Christian life, as we understand it, is likened to a race and believers, we are presented here as runners who compete and we compete to gain a price. Usually in a race, one person is going to win the race, and then there might be two others first and second, or first, second, and third. Two, uh, second and third, and uh, others. Too bad. They're left out. However, in the Christian race, we don't look at first, second, and third. Everybody a winner. As in every race or sport, there are rules which must be followed and respected. Everyone should know the rules and everyone should know and follow the rules and we all understand in the Christian life that there are rules that we also have to follow and respect. We also understand that we are in a long-distance race. And this race is not for the swift. According to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, if you were to... If you want to, you may want to turn to it so that you could acquaint yourself with it. I'm almost certain that everybody is well um, acquainted with it. That is um, Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 11. It says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor the skill. But time and chance happen to them all. But first part, the race is not for the swift. This race is long distance. Perhaps. Most of you all. May be acquainted with the story of. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 19. Uh, well the verse is dear. That there was a situation. Where someone was called upon to. Run to David. With, uh, and tell him what has happened. In the death of Solomon. Um, Absalom and uh, the general called on Cushai and, but Emma has was very swift and he said he want to run too. he said listen we're with and why would you want to run when you do not have a message you don't know what is going on he said even so let me run because I'm very swift he said alright oh, go ahead run <laughs> you know the story when he went in and David, he overtook, as a matter of fact, um, Kosher had already gone and he overtook him and got the way ahead of him. And David said, let him in. He's a man, he's fast and he's swift, but he got good news. And when David spoke to him and said, um, listen, what happened? He said, sir, I don't know, but... Um, I saw a tumult, and I can't tell you what happened. I don't know. I said, listen, push your side. They said, someone is coming like pushing, but he is, you know, just taking his time. And he had the message and he delivered the message. What happened? How embarrassing it must have been for this young man, really. Um just running because he could run, you know. A lot of people just running in this race and. They don't even know what, it, what it's all about you have some people in ministry and they're just there because well maybe fame they want or they feel as though they could I don't know what, what, what's the purpose but they're not being called of God and they're making a mess of things really because I don't know if it's because of the money the fame or what it is and some probably, they're just running for the fun of it. In Christianity, we don't want to be running for the fun of it. We want to be running, the serious-minded, running with a purpose. Know exactly why we are in this race. In John 1 and 1, 1 Peter 3 and 15. We are told it says here, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. First Peter 3 and 15, first of all. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the reason of the hope that is within you. You know, some Christians, you ask them question about their salvation and their relationship with God they'll tell you, me or no? Some have been listening for the past almost 90 years and I've not heard a testimony from some. Well, not altogether, but you know. Some have been saved for years and they cannot give a testimony. What a shame. I was so encouraged some Sundays ago, it was when our dear sister got up and gave her first testimony and said that she don't know how to testify. But boy, she gave quite a testimony. Putting to shame some who have been saved for as we would say, excuse the expression, for donkey ears. And that is how we, if you don't start, how are you going to learn? You'll never be able to ride a bicycle until you get on it and start learning too balance maybe first the best thing to do is to get a tricycle then later on you take off and you use a bicycle with a training wheel and you take off on the training wheel then you take off both training wheels and you learn to ride and that is how with your testimony you have to begin someplace. you may even say something that is not conventional but so what we are told in First John 1 and 1 that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, which we have handled, which we have declared unto you, those things we have touched, we have handled, we had to learn, so that we could reach out to people. In running this race, we want to win. We are certain that Things will not always go the way you want them to go. Sometimes in this race, you may stumble and fall. But you have to get up and go again. We know of races where people stumbled and fell and got up and go again and win the race. And so very briefly tonight, we want to look at a few things here in regards to running this race. I therefore So run. As we run, we need direction. We need to know the course. We need to know the track. We need to be acquainted with the obstacles because this race is an obstacle race. And you know what an obstacle race is. And so you have to be acquainted. You have to practice this thing. We need to know the rules. We need to Especially in running races, uh, you know, if you try to cheat and you try to run up before the signal is given, you know you're disqualified. In some cases, it's, you may get one chance, sometimes it's two. But you, they're not wasting any time. You must observe the rules. And when you get there on that track, you're sure you don't be looking back. You look back to see who is behind you. Man, listen, you just might stumble and fall and you lose the race. Somebody overtake you while you're looking back. And so it is in this race, we don't, be, we, we don't need to be looking back. In uh, sports, you can't be doing drugs and you have to know the rules and you have to stick with them. So it is that in this race, we need to know the rules. And we need to abide by them and stick with them. And the rules are given, the instructions are given in the Word, and the instructions are given during teaching time, Sunday school, and uh, ladies' meeting, and what have you, men's meeting, youth meeting. There's where we get the instructions, and we know what to do and what not to do. Oh, not only that, we need to have direction. I therefore so run. You run and follow the directions. Number two, we need to be disciplined. Using self-control. Philippians 3, 13 to 14 will not take the time to read. When we speak of discipline, we're talking about early to bed and early to rise. You rise up early in the morning, you know you have to go to work, you know you have to do Rise up with enough time to have your devotion. Devotion is of vital importance. Reading the word. Praying. Using some sort of uh, you don't even have to use devotional booklet now. You have so many things on your phone. You choose what you want to listen to and Make sure that you're not listening to heresy. Be careful to who you listen to and so that it could help you with your thought life so that you'll be able to think straight. Know what to avoid. Know what to resist, especially for you younger people. You have to be ever so careful because there are people out there who are trying to ruin your life. Not only that, but your devotional life, church attendance, be regular. Oh man, some people are so irregular, erratic. You cannot hold on them. And any little thing, keep them from being in church. You got to develop a habit of telling yourself, I have to be there. And we are told in the word of God, not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together number 5 or oh, sorry <laughs> self control your devotional life your thought life your church attendance and then develop moral principles if you are going to be a well-disciplined person, you are going to run this race successfully. You must have some discipline in your life and there are many others. But number three, you need also to be diligent. Be persistent. Remember this race is not a 100-meter dash. It is a long race. What you called fifteen hundred meters, you know, and so you don't start off full speed. Don't try to be ahead of everybody. Be diligent, and in being diligent, you have to be persistent. You have to be careful. Watch out. And again, we say it's an obstacle race. Watch for the obstacles. Be alert. Be wise, or else you will be otherwise number 4 you need to be term, be determined if you're going to run this race successfully you settle the fact that you have made up your mind and you've made your decision you are in this race and there is no going back too many people fall out and fall in you're not going to get anywhere You're stopping and starting and dropping out and I don't think I can go any further. You have to be steadfast. Your heart must be fixed. This is a long distance race. And don't ever think about quitting. There is no room for that. Tell yourself, there is no going back. Number five. You need to be devoted. Committed to the race. Your commitment. What what is your level of commitment to the ministry and the work of the Lord? Can the pastor depend upon you to be there to take your place? Or do you find yourself always in other things that are of no value? The apostle Paul said that we have to be careful and be committed in this race and according to Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 that you have to lay aside in a race every weight everything that is going to hinder you From running and winning and successfully running the race. And everybody should be well acquainted with um, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I guess I should not be taking anything for granted. But as a reminder, let us refresh our minds with Romans chapter 12, sorry, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Please turn to it for your own benefit. And these are two verses that everybody need to have memorized. I wonder if we were to close our Bible and put away your phone and if we could say it together. Well, I'm getting old and my memory is not as strong as it was, but um, I still have to depend sometimes on my uh, the, the Bible because I'm um, I'm not as sharp as I used to be. But it says, We are foreseeing that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Go back and look at it again. Let us lay aside... Every weight. You're running in a race. You don't want to have a backpack on your back with some lot of um, juices and um, you know. Alright. So we are not talking about a backpack now. But we are talking about things that would burden you down and keep you. The things that will weigh you down and prevent you from running this Christian race successfully. And the sin, notice this one, and the sin we not so easily beset us. May I ask you, what is, do you know what your besetting sin is? You need to find out what your besetting sin is and be very cautious, be very careful. If you're besetting sin is well, I hope not. Booze, you know, you try to stay away from booze. It is drugs, you stay away from it. If it is immorality, try to stay stay abroad from it. Whatever it is, lay it aside, watch out for it. And let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. And verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. The order and finish of your faith. Looking straight unto him. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Worse, don't be looking back. You start looking back. You remember what happened to Lot's wife? That's an example for us. She looked back. And she was turned into a pillar of salt you could freeze up and lose your way while you're looking back. And he goes on and says, Who? For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that he endured such contradiction of sinners against himself so that you and I would not faint in our minds when we have to come up to such contradiction, contradiction now, boy, it's on a large scale these days. People contradicting themselves, and things that you think that will be common sense ideas, and you know, people just seem don't seem to understand. Lay aside every weight that will cause you to fail. Perhaps. You keep musing over past failures. You keep having a um, a self-pity party. Look what they have done to me. (laughs) Look what they are doing to me. Poor me one. Let us sing this song. Tell yourself that you can overcome those. You put those behind you. Bad memories could defeat you. Bad memories could cause you to fail, so you put them away from you. Loss of esteem. All of those are excess baggage that you don't need. Tell yourself, with God, all things are possible. God has done great things for me in the past, and he can do it again. Amen? Amen. In closing, may I ask you, how are you doing in this great race? Did you start at the starting point or are you just jumping in the side of the race? You need to start at the starting point. And the starting point is, getting your soul saved. Some people ooze themselves into a church simply because they want to ruin somebody's life. And guess what? Some people swallow the bait. (laughs) And then the person go back out to the church and take them with them. Be careful. Be careful. Examine those people. Examine the horns to make sure that they're real. You know this story, right? Hmm. Alright? So you be careful for those traitors, lest they ruin your life. May I ask you? Do you sometimes get tired of the race because it's too long? And you keep praying and singing, Oh Lord Jesus, how long? How long? Here we shout that glad song. Christ returneth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I could remember at Blue the Boy every time final exam's coming up. We sing, Oh, Lord Jesus, how long? Would you please come and deliver us? The Lord looked like he said, learn to endure hardness. Boy, the Lord certainly didn't come. And here we are so many years later, and he still has not come. Well, you know, when you're not prepared for example, you pray all night that Jesus come. <laughs> it seems as some of you were there you are you see I'm telling you the truth listen I'm not making it up I'm telling you the truth but we survived and we are here so all you have to do prepare yourself and then you wouldn't have to ask the Lord to come I want to believe that people like Jaquela and them you know They were not afraid for the exam, boy, and they were ready to eat it all up. Then they can't wait for graduation and they say, Listen, no virtual graduation. Boy, congratulate you all. You work so hard and they're going to tell you about virtual graduation. I mean, the madness. Well, listen, COVID dead long time. And people still run from COVID as the COVID is zombie. Listen. If people go to a ball game and stadium and all the you know, pack stadium, tennis and uh, football and uh, basketball and everything, we kinda of young people have a graduation. You know. Anyway, let me ask more because I think well Brother Barth is um, in education and uh, I don't know how any daughter did it. Either. But anyway, um <laughs> Chakala, congratulations. And all of those of you stood up and Let's move on here. <laughs> but anyway, in closing, Second Timothy, chapter 4, and verse 7. Do your best so that when you get to the stage where your time has come for your final heartbeat, that you will not have to regret anything. The Apostle Paul was not having a final heartbeat here in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He was going to be beheaded. And he was able to say, verse 7, was admonishing Timothy, I charge you. Before God, Lord Jesus Christ, who had judged the quick and the dead, Preach a word, be instant in season, out of season. Rebuke with all long suffering, exalt with all long suffering. And verse 7. Well, verse 6? I think verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered. This is not dying from cancer, this is not dying from kidney diseases. And the time of my departure is at hand. This is like Moses, when Moses boldly walked up into the mountain to meet the Lord. Moses was not weeping and mourning and grieving. For the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. Amen. Amen. Are you fighting a good fight? Not fist fight now, eh? Spiritual fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. I have come to the end of my journey. And I am ready to be offered. I am ready to meet the Lord. What a way to go. As I think of this, cannot help but think of what my adopted brother said. Listen, I have lived a good life. And I'm satisfied. And I'm ready to go. Tell the doctors. To take out all these tubes out of me. And and let me go. I said no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Just wait. But that day. He was ready to go. Finally they took out the tubes. And sent him home. Seven days later. Seven days to the day. He took his last heartbeat. And went home. I said, Wow, this is a wonderful way to die. This is, you know, you're at peace with yourself. You know that you're ready to meet God. I don't know for how long he was saved and knew the Lord, but I know months before I'd gone and prayed with him because we saw the end was coming. But, brethren, I hope to God that all of us can say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Well, let's read verse 19. Oh, sorry, verse 8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give unto me that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that. Love his appearing. Do you love? Are you anticipating the coming of the Lord? Are you saying wait a, long, wait a little longer please Jesus? Now. Even so Lord, come quickly. And as we see things, where things are going and they are already beginning to predict That there is going to be a shortage of food because they're thinking more about war now than uh, producing food. I think it's time to go, don't you? Brethren, it's time to go. But have you been doing what the Lord wants you to do? Are you running the race the way it should be? Is there anything that you have left undone that needs to be done? I, therefore, So run not as uncertainly, but I have done my part, I've finished my course, I've kept the faith, and I'm ready to go. I trust that we are ready. And if there is any unfinished work that we have to do, we need to do it right now.